Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is our lovely co-host, Lomitz Lou. Mm, Lomitz. Lomitz Lou. Big shout out to uh, Matt Keat, who's live on YouTube right now. Asking the real important questions in life. Yes, the real important questions. Anyway, this episode is, we're going to slide it in in between some of the other episodes that we've, uh, that we've we will be releasing in the future. I think we're like a month ahead right now. So any episodes that you're typically listening to, we recorded them like a month or more before. Uh, But this one, I think we're going to slide in this week, as in tomorrow, Mm -hmm. because we usually record on Mondays. Um, This episode is all about gratitude. I think we've done a couple episodes um, like this before, but in we have a holiday here in the United States called Thanksgiving. Basically, when the first uh, pilgrims came over here in America, the Native Americans, the Native uh, people here in the Americas, they uh, they welcomed the pilgrims and they, you know, while they were starving, they fed them. And so we celebrate by giving thanks. Um, and this is a time and it's it's the what the third or fourth Thursday of every November. So it's like a different day so. every single yeah. year. Um, and uh it's culture in America to either, if you're religious, to say your prayers and to give thanks to God or just to be aware of the things that you have um, that you're grateful for. And this episode, I want to dedicate not only to Lou and I just talking about things that we're grateful for, but we also want to have this episode be a reminder to give thanks for everything that um, you have and to kind of put things into perspective. There's a story uh, similar to uh, an old Buddhist teaching here, Um, but I want to, because we always talk about how we can be grateful, Mm -hmm. like how it's important to be grateful, like just be grateful for what you have. And that's like really important. But the thing is, 
Um, how do you become grateful? Like it's difficult to just like force yourself to become grateful. So in a Buddhist perspective, um, one way to think about it is like this, is that um, right now, I think I've, I've, I may have mentioned this before in a previous episode, but like right now, uh, you as a listener, do you have a headache? Or Lou, do you have a headache right now? No. Okay. Um, it's a very neutral thing when you don't have a headache. When you do have a headache, when you do have a big migraine or a headache, that's all you can think about. Yeah. It's really annoying. It's a very yeah. big negative. Now, most of the things in our lives are very neutral. We don't think about them, especially, um, and we become very entitled. Mm -hmm. If we're somehow able to breathe, pay attention to our breath, pay attention to the fact that we're breathing right now, that we're alive, that our heart is beating, and to refocus on being present, um, then, and if we can figure out a way that we can recharge our mind, rechange reality to, um, to reflect that what was formerly neutral, us not having mm -hmm. a headache, can become a positive thing, and we can shout for joy. Oh, yeah. Um, this is like really uh, a, a thing of mine. Like when we moved out here to LA, my family was still living in Utah for almost a year. Mm -hmm. And so we were like separated for almost a year. Um, and something as simple as being able to see my kids every single day, being able to see mm -hmm. my, my wife every single day, um, years after we've moved out here and they've all been after out here is still something that I'm like genuinely outwardly grateful for. So I'm not oh, saying yeah. that I'm not saying that you need to go through trials and tribulations, although that is something that I, um, I think is very important for building mm -hmm. human character, but I am saying that, um, you, I think there's ways that people can feel grateful and present without having to go through horrible pain, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like a headache or like being away from your family. I um, mean, I lost my voice, what, two, three weeks ago. And now that I have my voice, I'm just like, oh, it feels so good to not have to like scratch my throat while talking. <laughs> yeah. Or like when we, when we had COVID, I don't know if you lost yeah. your smell when you got COVID. Uh, I didn't lose my smell, but at one point it hurt like hell to just drink water. Mm, I didn't like it felt that. like needles in my throat. That sounds like you got some rabies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called, I got the loo. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like when I got, when I got, um, COVID mm -hmm. and I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste disappeared as well. And I did not realize how much of the joy in my life came directly from my ability to taste things. And I'm not one that like loves to eat. Like I yeah. like eating, but it's more of a necessity thing yeah. than it is like, I don't a sit tasting. down and like enjoy food the same way a lot of other like eating hobbies. Oh, you know, you know me like and my a hobbyist. Yeah. yeah. So um, I do like, I mean... So that's like one of the things that I didn't realize it was a very neutral thing. I didn't realize like tasting foods was a big deal. Tasting yeah. desserts, sugars. At the very least, you knew that if you let one rip and it was that bad, you wouldn't have known. You would have just heard it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take you about farting right now? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's one, at, at, at the very least, you can say that there was one pro in that con. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> the point is, the point is like, um, this is another thing as well. Um, and don't get me wrong, Lou. Yeah, I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to like, brain barf here a little bit of the few things that I'm thinking of before we kind of get into the things that we're grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, another concept that I really like is skipping my, slipping my mind because I explained to you what, what I was thinking. Hold on. Um, oh my goodness. It has just totally slipped my mind. But <laughs> okay. Uh, you got COVID, it. Uh, food, 
appreciation for some things that are typically neutral, but uh, in times that they're not, you know, we become more aware of how much we appreciate them. It's gone. It's going to come back while we're talking. But there is something that I am grateful for, obviously, and that is the ability to do this podcast. This uh, At first, at one point, it was um, a p- pretty ego-driven thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm the man. I don't know about you. Was was being a host ever like an ego-driven thing for you? Uh, like a host of this? Yeah. Actually, no. It was more a fear-based thing. What do you mean? Hold on. What does that mean? <laughs> so when you first asked me to host... Um, I never, like, I've actually been, like, the host of ceremonies for, like, events and stuff, and I've always hated it. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, this is actually a very kind offer, and at the very least, I owe it to them to give it a shot. And if things don't work out, we can always have that conversation, but it's something that I've grown with. Yeah. There's, (laughs) for me, at first, it was, like, a very ego-driven thing. Like, I thought I was the man. Um, But now it's, like, I really enjoy and for like the past couple years, yeah, um, the content has changed over the years, and um, it's fun for me. Like, I'm really grateful that I get to teach people. Yeah, like there's there's something really, really amazing about having the ability to first off having the knowledge to be mm-hmm. able to teach, and then learning more deeply, understanding principles more deeply, and the nuances more deeply when yeah. you teach. Um, like, at first, like, part of the fear comes from, like, the idea of, like, uh, what is it called? Um, imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, like, I I like to think that, like, hey, as much as I like to think that I know about something, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to really, like, be in the limelight of something because I know there's always going to be somebody that can outdo me or outtalk me on a certain subject. So why put myself in the limelight? You know, but the more we actually go through it, it's like I didn't realize at the at the very least the amount of information and help that we can provide is that helpful to other people. Like sometimes when you get the DM and you're like, I did not realize what we talked about was that helpful for somebody. Yeah, you don't realize that. I I'm really grateful for having opportunities just like you said, yeah. like where we get to really help people. I'm I've been able to I mean, I've had like dozens of people during the years that we've been doing this, like dozens of people reach out to me and say that they've been able to successfully uh, turn this into a full-time career. Mm-hmm. Now, um, those are the ones that reached out to me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that we're just only one of the influences, but for those dozens mm-hmm. of people, it was it was like we were one of the main mm-hmm. influences. Um, I don't think our teaching style is for everybody, especially when I start to like, you know, put on the sunglasses and get really like abrasive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's for everybody, but I think for the few people that it does work on, and I'm the type of person where that sort of stuff does work on, um, we're able to help. I think it's also helped me come to terms with myself and who I am and what I want to do mm-hmm. um, to deal with my ego, mm-hmm. to as well as to figure out what my, uh, you know, kind of some of my you know, journey through life and some of the things that I personally want. I literally just finished reading the book, um, The Alchemist, which is a very popular, famous book that I was way long overdue to read. Um, And it got me thinking a lot about like omens and following your heart, listening to your heart. Um, And it's really interesting. Like I've never questioned whether or not to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really, I'm really grateful that we started 
even with the fear that you talked about, because definitely there was some here, right? Yeah. Um, even with the fear that we continue to keep going and we continue to be super hyper consistent every Tuesday morning. Yeah. You know, um, and if you're an exclusive member every Wednesday and Thursday morning as well. Um, by the way, mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive. <laughs> Quick plug. Yeah. But there's something, there's something a lot to be grateful for. The second thing that I want to talk about is like the great gratitude for um, the luck that we've had. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's mostly, I think luck is not gambling because you can kind of push your luck no. but through hard work. But I don't think it'd be fully true if I just, I don't think it'd be right or true if I just uh, said that there was no luck involved with what we do. Like I was very lucky to find the right people to see the right people to start a studio in Utah, like my first few steps. I was very lucky to uh, make some of the decisions that I did to decide I want to do music. I feel very lucky that I think about this from time to time. Like, I feel like I'm very creative and I could have gone into a film direction. I could have gone into a writing direct. I would never gone into a writing direction. Actually, I could have gone into like a comedy <laughs> direction. I could have gone into like different directions. And the one thing that stood out to me was always music. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful that it was music and I'm grateful that I get to do music, even mm -hmm. though it is like one of the harder things to do. I mean, anything creative is difficult. Yeah. I'm really grateful for, um, the difficulties that I've had and the business mind I've been able to acquire through the difficulties. I'm really grateful for the money I've lost and the money I've gained. I'm really thankful for, um, the business partners that I've had. And, and, um, cause you're, you are, I think we've talked about this before. Like mm -hmm. you're, you might be double digit business partner for me. And, um, yeah, that's something that's, so, it's yeah. really interesting. Like, um, Having all these days business part doing business with so many people, you kind of it's like dating. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And so, uh, as far as like in the terms of like the podcast thing, like it's been you've been like a godsend in the sense that like it's been really. I remember being stressed out every single week because I could talk about all this stuff, but I needed someone to bounce ideas off. Of. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and finish my thoughts. That's sure. Finish yeah. my sentences. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, could, I could finish a lot more things for you if you need to. Oh Daddy. my goodness! All Daddy right. D. So, uh, uh, Lou, what are what are some things that you're thinking of right now? Um, to be honest, like uh, I was talking about this with my wife. Uh, uh, just funny enough, the other day, um, because uh, she talked about the she's uh, we were talking about like stress. Right. Like the stressors in our life and like where, where like there, there are times in your life where you need to persevere past uh, stress, that stress cannot be the reason that you kind of falter. When she asked me, she's like, um, when was the last time you felt like quitting? And I was like, uh, at some point early 2023. And it was kind of funny because like, and she asked me, why didn't you? And I was just like, Honestly speaking, I feel more bound to prove those who have given me opportunities in their trust right. That being said, it was like one of the things that I'm grateful for is literally the people who gave me an opportunity to prove them right. If I don't know if that makes sense. But like, um, for instance, like the Zeus Network Project, that's not something you just hand away to people. You have to have a lot of trust for the people that you're doing it with. Um, that's a good way of thinking about getting paid like they're trusting you to do something right and, and you have to do it 
Yeah. It's 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 an honor bound decision to yeah, take on that project. About that's interesting to think about it like that. Yeah. Um, starting the studio. How long did we know each other? Like maybe six months. Was it that short? Yeah, it wasn't even a year, dude. Wow. Like we met end of January and we opened the studio August first officially, paperwork wise. Wow, yeah, that's we true. We signed paperwork like two weeks before that, which means that it really was only like six and a half months at most. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So once again, the whole idea of being like honor bound to making sure things are right, even uh when times are tough. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, if I did not have the support and trust of other people, I wouldn't be here. So I have to do this. It's not a matter of, um, you know, is it the coolest thing or is it the easiest thing? Is it the most profitable thing? It's almost like, yo, you get to do what you want because other people put their trust and faith in you. And that's something that I'm really grateful for. And it's 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 a multitude of people, you know, and it, and it's one of those that like that level of sincerity that you can get from somebody isn't just easily given like how many times have you trusted somebody to do a job whether it was free or not and actually like had full faith that would they would do it and then they fail you and you feel a certain way after you never have that feeling when people do it right but those people that have done it right you, we don't know the amount of stress they went through to just get the job done and that's where it's like I'm really grateful that somebody gave me the opportunity. As long as they're happy with the end result, I'm really happy. So because that, I wouldn't have gotten to do it. Whether it was stressful or not, it's one of those like, dude, thank you. Like, because I wouldn't have been able to do this, period. This wouldn't have been offered to me had you not given me your trust. That's something that I saw you kind of uh, blossom and develop while while with the studio as well. Mm-hmm. Is at the very beginning stages of the studio. So I'm all about systems. So I'm mm-hmm. all about like if we're going to have interns, they're going to work. Mm-hmm. We're going to systematize it so I don't. I can do less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's something that a lot of studios, if they do get interns or have people that are interested in volunteering, like they're unable to properly do. Um, and thus the interns are just sitting there wondering what the heck am I supposed to be doing? And they're not getting the work benefited from the in- interns, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. one of the things that we did is we kind of like put ourselves out of a, a job. And... Um, during that time when we, I was trying to build systems, you particularly were very afraid to pass off responsibilities. Yeah. You didn't like to do it. Um, in your mind, you're like, I know that I can do a good job. Why would I risk letting anybody, anybody else yeah. do it? Eventually, this is some of the th- one of the things that I think that I saw you do is that um, another way of looking at it too mm-hmm. is is, and this is how you probably look at it now, is that, yeah, you could do a better job, but you're giving up an opportunity to teach someone, allowing someone to mess up under your supervision. Yeah. So maybe it's better for someone else to mess up under your supervision versus somebody else's supervision. Yeah. And it's um, that's one of the things that I saw you do is you gave other people that opportunity a lot more as well um, as people started coming in. Um, See, I'm a lazy mofo, so I never had that issue. I wanted everybody else to do the work. (laughs) But well, I mean, yeah. that's like a pretty common fear to have, right? Yeah. And it comes down to pride on that one, to be honest. Like, I take pride in what I do and what I output. So it's one of those where I'm like, you know, I I don't doubt that you can learn it. But right here and now, I need it to be right. Yeah. You know? Um and so, like, it's kind of funny because I was talking to Anna about, like, how um, we have a few things in the works. And I'm trying to, like you know, future preview. I'm trying to like actually plan systems and everything for it, uh, properly. And, um, including y'all moving. 
it's it's all part of the move as well yeah um and the funny thing is like i'm like i want to have the conversation with these people and just let them know my intention she's like well you don't really have to do that now why don't you just wait till you develop it i'm like it's because i want to communicate intent whether it's happening now or not i want them to know like what my plan is so that you know honestly speaking like i know it's not something i can hand over now but it's something i want to do and i just want to let them know like hey if i communicate this like i'm gonna hold myself to it yeah there's um a lot of other things that we're grateful for and that i think listeners should be grateful for as well we're trying to tell you that we're grateful for you um we're really grateful for all the listeners that help us keep going for anybody that left a five-star review this year (laughs) i'm really grateful for the year that we had as well like i I had a really good year this year Mm -hmm. both from a well, from all levels, from a physical mm-hmm. level with my running, mm-hmm. from a spiritual level with my understanding, with my, my personal, you know, understanding of my, my faith and where I stand with that, mm-hmm. um, from a social level where like, I'm finally becoming okay, being weird around being my weird self around other people, mm-hmm. um, from an emotional level, like through therapy and through the running and, and just talking and being open, like, um, being able to get over myself to mm-hmm. a certain degree. I've had uh, quite a bit of trauma in the last few years and having get seeking professional help as well as understanding there was like a, a point that you get to a, a good thing. This is a healthy thing mm-hmm. that you realize like, oh, I'm not that special. <clears throat> Everybody else is having difficult times too. I'm mm-hmm. um, in a healthy way. And I kind of was able to shake off this, um, this self-centered ideology that I had. It's like my life is really difficult, mm-hmm. um, which I still think is still, my life has been more difficult than most people, I feel like. Um, I mean, from, I'm not even going like, to ju- I'm I'm try to justify <laughs> it, nor explain it, nor because I don't believe it's important that I prove it to you. Uh, but even then, mm-hmm. um, more importantly, like I'm able to do what I want to do and I've been able to build a life that I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for the things that I've built. One of the, one of the things that I'm especially grateful for, and this is something that is uh, um, very difficult to say, mm-hmm. um, but being dead serious, I, I think I brought it up maybe once in the last few hundred episodes. But one of the things that I've had, and this is something that I think is incredibly wrong. So mm-hmm. I had... And, and I'm not sharing this to <clears throat> belittle them or to put myself up onto a pedestal or anything like that. I don't, this is just, just information context mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> to, for the next thing that I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But my parents were very uh, verbally and emotionally abusive, mm-hmm. um, uh, not just physically. Right. And, and uh, it was one of the things that they would gaslight me is my mother and my siblings and my father, which my siblings would learn from my, my parents. Yeah. Um, whenever I felt really confident about something would call me a narcissist and try to put me down a peg. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that understands what the word narcissist means is not anywhere near what I was. I wasn't even close to a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really got to me. Mm -hmm. It really, really got to me because no normal human being wants to be known as a narcissist. Yeah. And um, 
for me, that was a big deal. And I, it got so bad to the point where I was unable to just take life as it is. And I was unable to take care of myself, look at myself in the mirror, fix my hair, you know, uh, shave. I, I just thought it was evil to care about the way that I look. It was evil for me to um, think that I was attractive. It was evil and narcissistic for to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And because of the overuse of this word and the fear of being ever perceived as a narcissist, I had a really hard time following um, my my heart, which yeah. I wanted to make content in some way or another. But every time I did, I that that deep-rooted trauma of like, why are you trying to get attention right now? It went as far as like when I was had a band mm -hmm. in college and I started doing well with the band. Like we sold out a bunch of local shows and we're potentially going on tour. Like I, the more success that we got, the more attention we got the more insanely insecure I got and the more that I felt like I was taking, when I got attention, it wasn't like, it was from a game that I was playing where it was a net zero game. Mm -hmm. Like I was taking attention from somebody else who may deserve more attention than I do. Yeah. So that's how it felt. That's not true at all, but that's how it felt internally. But I, I, can, I can relate to that on an emotional level because like, I, I, I get it. Like, I don't, I can't say I fully get it because I'm not in your head, but like, I know where you're coming from on that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a zero, sorry, not net zero, but zero sum game. Like attention is a zero sum game. And I, that's what I thought. Um, it got so bad that, uh, I mean, with the podcast, I could have not started this. Yeah. It was very difficult for me. It's still difficult for me to be myself in front of the camera. Like, as you notice, like I'm trying to become more authentic through shorts because I'm like really yeah. fucking goofy in real life. Do you remember like when you, we first did the podcast episode and you're like, yeah, it's on camera. And I'm like, oh, I hate being on camera. Yeah, there's something <laughs> about it. And for me, that's one of the traumas that I've been able to overcome. And I'm really grateful for um, the podcast in that sense because it kind of pushes me. So there's like this ego that I had to be a thought leader mm -hmm. um, and to prove that I knew what I was talking about, that I thought I was smarter than I was. But also this deep recessed fear um, of having attention, of showing my face and basically telling people that I think I'm the shit. Yeah. Um, so it, was, it created a lot of anxiety, cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. something that I'd never felt until my early to mid 20s mm -hmm. um, and I'm really grateful that this podcast has been therapy for me in that way as well yeah. I'm grateful for um, the opportunity that I have to get in front of people mm -hmm. to share knowledge and and grateful for the people that have said that it's been worth it it's been good yeah because that is something that has been it's it's not when we talk about making content and how like most people don't want to make content like that is coming from a very sincere deep part of my heart that like I fucking know where you're coming from yet I still think you should make content. Yeah. Like just from a business perspective like the people don't realize like I'm not trying to humanize myself here but like people don't realize that as content creators like we're fucking human and we make a, like <laughs> millions of decisions every single day or hundreds of thousands of decisions every single day and like um, our struggles, we don't really talk about them that much. And I'm not trying to make this like a vulnerable episode. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, even with you, I know that we don't even talk that much. And like, sometimes I don't want to humanize you. 
<laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, you've you've spoken between us privately, like some of the mm-hmm. things that you've gone through as well, and even on the podcast. Um, and uh, I'm just really grateful that I've had these all these opportunities to to really see humanity as it is, which is a bunch of fucking retards just trying to have fun on this planet. What is it? Even if I'm your dad, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, dude. It's just, (laughs) yeah, dude, I'm serious, dude. It's just a bunch of idiots. We're just a bunch of walking (laughs) apes that think we're so important. They get offended to every single little small thing. And, uh, that like, we all know we need to laugh, Yeah, you know, and, but it's hard to do so sometimes we want to be miserable sometimes. And, um, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, that was me. And I'm grateful that I'm like coming out of it. I'm still like, I have to work on it actively, but I'm coming out of it. And, um, I think my goal for this next year as well, we're not talking about goals, but I think my goal for this next year is this year. I think I did, I hit all my goals except for go skydiving. That was something that was a, yeah, I'm I'm still scared for my life on that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I want to go skydiving. Personal fear. But I think I want to get better at like complimenting and being more positive. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Anyway, sorry, I went on a long rant, Lou. No, it's sorry. Right. for a moment. It's kind of funny. Um, a lot of what I hear you talking about is like stuff that I can resonate with, and like we've we've talked about like some of our like mutual histories where it's like, yeah, I, I had to go through a similar thing, or like obviously we're in a very different household and stuff, so we experience different things, but similar uh, responses to similar situations, right? But um, I was talking about this with, uh, once again, Anna, my wife, uh, even as as soon as yesterday, where one of the most grateful things is something that's been around us the whole time for the last three years, and nobody's known the significance of it. You know my Yamaha acoustic guitar with the gold, uh, uh, gold-covered uh, tuning yeah, 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 pegs. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that used to be my punishment? What? It, it used to. Okay, so I'll tell the story as quickly as I can and show you how it ties to today. Okay. Yeah. So when I was about like sixteen, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. My mom heard about this and she thought I was going to learn how to play like primarily like Spanish music and stuff like that. And like, you know, whatever. Um, Are you talking about your classical guitar? No, the steel string. Okay. okay. The classical guitar came much later. But um, yeah, she bought me a brand new Yamaha guitar uh, with like, it came with like the DVD to learn how to play and everything in it. You know what I mean? So um. A curiosity became reality when I got that guitar. Now, what ended up happening was this. Um, I used to actually want to learn how to play guitar because I was just trying to get laid. Um, so, uh, I wasn't allowed to take it to school or anything. And like, it was one of those things where like, I'd actually ditch first period to go back home just to grab it and take it to school with me and be back before second period. So they couldn't technically, or before uh, homeroom. So they couldn't call me like absent. Um, I would just be conveniently late. Um, and if I ever got called on it by my parents, I just said, Oh, I was goofing around in the quad or something. (laughs) Um, but in reality, I went back home to pick up that guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, throughout high school, I was learning how to play and um, 
junior year, uh, my best friend, Tony, uh, she had told me, she's like, hey, you know, you seem like you really enjoy it. Like you should keep practicing and everything. And I'm like, I kind of took that to heart because I was like, you know, you know my history. I didn't always have like the greatest support. In fact, I got made fun of a lot by like my cousins uh, for wanting to do music. And uh, that was like first support. So I kind of dived in, you know, like, um, but senior year, uh, she and her siblings all passed away in like an accident and everything. So senior year, um, me and my friends, Kenneth, Nico, and Martin started a group for Battle of the Bands called ATC, which was in uh, remembrance of them. And we, you know, we did Battle of the Bands, had fun, and I actually like really liked the community that I was in. But consider this, how do you do Battle of the Bands playing metal with an acoustic guitar? You can't. This is where my grandma comes in. Uh, she uh, she heard about how the guitar was taken away from me because I was trying to learn how to play rock music. And my friends were letting me use their electric guitar to try to learn how to play like metal and stuff because some of the songs that we were covering was like Fade to Black by Metallica. Um, well, my grandma heard about this and uh, she's like, wait, so you were given a guitar to learn how to play, but because you won't play the music they want you to learn... They took it away from you? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. She takes me to Guitar Center without telling me. She told me we were going to go to Costco with my aunt. Um, and she's like, she looked at the wall. She's like, choose any guitar. It's yours. And I was like, what? And like this, this overwhelming amount of guilt. I'm like, I feel like I'm taking advantage of somebody. Like, I can't do this. And I opted out of it. And I talked to my aunt. And she's like, dude, if she offered you a guitar... You should have taken it. She was serious. So I was like, but it was too expensive. She's like, then buy a cheaper one. You should have, you should have said yes. Like somebody, somebody gave you the option for what you wanted and you still turned it away out of guilt. Like you, you have to, you have to act on the opportunity. So I go to my grandma and I'm like, Hey, there's a pawn shop down the street and they have this purple guitar. I like, and, uh, my best friend, Tony, at the time, her favorite color was purple. So was mine. That was one of our bonding things. So that purple electric guitar, I've actually had it for like 16 years. And in the back of it is engraved, engraved ATC. Fast forward a few years, I'm playing in a band with my friends, uh, Joseph, Kenneth, and Kenneth is still playing music with me, and Chris and John. Me and John make a bet. We're like, hey, we're trying to get more followers uh, on our MySpace. This is back when Tom was cool. You know, he was our first friend everywhere. <laughs> Tom. Uh, so, uh, you know, we make a bet. We're like, hey, whoever gets the most friends or followers or however it worked back then, whoever gets on our top eight wins. Um, I go the first night. I get about 100 people to join our MySpace. And I'm like, beat that. One night, you know? He comes back with 400 the next night. And I'm like, how the fuck did he do this? I'm looking through the comments section. And I think I told you this story. I noticed a comment that says, hey, thanks for the ad. Really appreciate it. I really like your music. And I responded to it. I'm like, question, where have you heard the music? Because we haven't recorded any. That was Anna. That's how I met Anna. Oh, nice. Yeah, I met her through music. Um. And as you can tell, I've always told people I was a guitarist that fell in love with recording. 
my uncle was the first one to ever pay for a recording time with us. And that's when I first realized, though, that was a very nice thing that he did. The person he sent us to wasn't very good. Um, and part of it was also realizing that we also sucked as a band. <laughs> like, we were, we were a good band, but, like, there was just elements that we obviously needed to do better at. But it was, once again, one of those things, like, I found my girlfriend through this. I found support from my family through this. I got made fun well, of by wife. Hold on, wife. Wife, yeah. yeah but at the time, wife. girlfriend, yeah. But um, through MySpace, through MySpace, yeah. but it all started with an acoustic guitar. Like the only reason I'm on the mixing music podcast today is because my mom bought me an acoustic guitar out of my curiosity, and it was, yes, taken away many times. But the only time I ever got to really take hold of it is when I finally moved out, because I actually asked for it. But if it wasn't for that one acoustic guitar, I definitely would not have been here. And it, it's one of those things where every, I, I always say like, I can tie every bit of success that I have to a chain. And it's because I keep note of every little bit of help that I've gotten along the way, whether it was positive, negative, and some of the things that I'm grateful for, are even the times where I've wanted to quit. Because along the way, there's been people, once again, where I feel honor bound to prove right, to just say, you know what, I owe it to myself to do what I want to do. Like, there's only one life that we have. And there's really no reason we should waste it loathing around. Yeah. That's interesting. That's uh, really awesome. So you feel almost responsible. Like you, you, you feel a lot of responsibility towards music. Um, towards literally everybody along the way that's given me a chance yeah. to really grow in it. It's interesting. I'm trying to think of something similar on my end. Uh, it's because I have the opposite thing. I don't think anybody's ever encouraged me to do music. Uh, I mean, being half Caucasian, people like use their talent of music to show off that I was better than my cousins. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like yeah. I, you're like yeah. full Mexican, so you don't know this. But like every time we have like a family reunion, it's about yeah. like whose kids are more musical. That's like what it is. It's it's just a tool to de yeah. to decide whose kids are more talented. In Mexican culture, it's more of like who can talk shit the best. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like all the point of music was for me growing up. Yeah. Um, and then the Asian, the other half of me, the Asian side of me, they're like, wait, what do you mean you want to do music full time, even though we paid for piano lessons for 12 years? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do, you, what do you mean you want to do music? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, I don't know if I, I joined a band, but in high school, but it was because... I was bored and they needed a bass player and they convinced me that learning bass was easy. Yeah, I, 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 was, uh, I was once asked to play bass in a band and I was like, oh, an invite to play in a band. That's awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's like guitar, but easier. And I was like, why does this feel so wrong? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, I don't, I, I've never played bass, but I, even I can tell like that still feels very wrong. That's funny. That is so funny. But um, yeah, I, that's that's a that's a good story. Like I'm trying to think about that. That's not that's something that is very unique to you. I, I'm, I think, I'm glad that you feel like more importantly, like again, coming hot off finishing the alchemist, um, like the omens and the signs, the language of the world, mm -hmm. you know, has spoken to you where you've kind of deciphered this as you feel honor bound to fulfill the hopes and desires that other people have had in you. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm trying to think and about- And it's not to say that like, if somebody told me I should do something, I'm going to do it. It's more like, 
you know, given the opportunity to choose what you love, you should take the opportunity when it's presented to you. And even if you feel sometimes underqualified, that might be imposter syndrome because how many times have I told you where I'm like, sometimes it feels like I'm getting paid to learn. Hmm. That's really interesting. I'm trying to relate. Like I can, I can empathize here, but like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to relate. I feel this sounds really bad, but I'm being totally serious. I feel like for me, music has always been something that everyone just understood is not possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and is, is quite frankly dumb <laughs> to, yeah. to do for a career. And like, it wasn't even worth telling someone not to do it. Yeah. You know, like it was below that. Yeah. And for me, it was just, I really liked music Mm -hmm. and I was going to make it work no matter how difficult it was. Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. So the way that I see doing music for me has always been about like self strength. Well, first off being crazy enough to, to, to follow your heart, to do what you know you want to do, mm-hmm. which is very alchemist. When I was reading that, I related to that a lot. Like I'm mm-hmm. very good at just incess, like just really listening to my heart mm-hmm. and, and not like, sometimes I care a little bit too much about what other people think, but music is one of those things where I just, I just didn't care yeah. that like the thought of people not rooting for me didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Uh, the, when I was building up my first business plans, like the thought of this being really difficult and getting to be uh, making a profitable business in the years that it would take to do so, like that difficulty didn't even cross my mind. Um, and did you ever have like the, the returning thought in your head of like, it's going to work out? No, no, because I, I never had that thought because no. I never doubted it ever. Yeah. There was no, like, this is going to work out is never something that I had to say because that was a given. Yeah. Um, it was more of a matter of time and it still is still like a matter of time before whatever it is that I want, whether it's yeah. an award of some kind or time with my family or a home or something else, right? Yeah. Whether it's money-based or it's emotional-based. Either way, um... This is really interesting. I'm trying to figure out like what it is for everybody else. Like some people listening to the podcast, like music is just um just an emotional way to like a, just an emotional communication like um they're just letting they're expressing themselves, yeah. emotional expression. Some people are trying to turn this into a career and we've always talked about how this podcast is is made to help people who want to transition. I mean, obviously it's mm-hmm. for the hobbyists, yeah. but it's more specifically for those who want to transition from um, not making a living from this into making some sort of, some sort of living, supplemental yeah. income from this at the very least. And the nuance, because like when you talk about compression in the mode, in the sense of like, this is how you compress versus compression in the sense of a professional mm-hmm. like you're making money is very different there's a yeah. lot of different nuance like how to mix from a professional level and like what's practical and what's not practical um like dithering mm-hmm. is the different types of dither that you use practical in a professional sense like yes there are some forms of dithering and some companies that make dithering plugins may sound better but is it practical information to to use like it's if if you're the hobbyist no well i mean if you're if you're the hobbyist it's like it's fun to look into yeah yeah but if you're a professional it's like 
Yeah, it doesn't really matter to a certain degree. Yeah. Like it's it's like you, you just know need how to get many these projects times done. I think the worst mix is the one they chose. Wait, what? <laughs> like sometimes the mix that I think should be chosen is the is the one they rejected. Oh, and yeah. the one that I'm like this should be rejected and they're like, "Oh, it's perfect." I'm like <laughs> Really? Okay, but, let's go. There's a so like I don't know. There's going from uh talking about gratitude into this. Anyway, that's something that I'm a big uh, proponent of just meditation, breathing, wh- yeah. whatever it is, floats your boat, whether it's like Wim Hof or just focusing on your breath. Um, just trying to stay present. I feel like this year I've done a really, really good job of staying present, especially like with my family being here full time now for I like working from home mm-hmm. as well. Like the studio, this spare bedroom of the home and um, I'm, I'm just one door away from my family at any given time. Yeah. And, uh, I'm grateful that, you know, that I've somehow been able to balance this stuff out and, and there's been so many dozens of times that I wanted to quit. And during those times, I, I don't understand why I did it. Yeah. But now in retrospect, everything that was difficult is now something that I'm grateful for. Like it's something yeah. that I feel like I, I look back and smile, even though during it, I, I was in tears. Yeah. But now I look back and smile and recognize that I was the type of person that was able to deal with this. And that's something that um, I'm discovering more and more of. And the reason why sometimes I get a little bit hard on the podcast. Um, it's kind of because of that. Yeah it's, yeah. it's because, especially among men, like sometimes it's important to, again, recognize that this is the hard part that you signed up for. Mm-hmm. We're all recognizing this is the hard part. Most people give up. Yeah. But if you can push through a little bit, this is going to be a moment that you can look back and be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has to suffer, but you get to choose your suffering. You can choose. Sometimes you get to choose in which direction you suffer. Yeah. Right? Um, now, other people have like mental ailments or physical ailments that they're born with, for example. That's difficult. Um, I know a lot of people that they feel like they're stuck in a position, for example, like their sister is, something's going on with their family and they have to live at home, take care of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I don't want to say that, um, I do not want to belittle those those things, but I do think that um, choosing to stay, doing the right thing is Mm -hmm. a choice that you're making. And uh, regardless of the choices that you're making, I think it's important to reflect on them, to be grateful for them. Um, Just remember, even in those hardships, there's something to be grateful for. Yeah. It's kind of like what we talked about. It's it's easy to be uh, neglectful of uh, what is somebody's blessing when it's a neutral thing in your life. Yeah. We may see a hardship as like having to look after family that otherwise may not be able to look after themselves now or, you know, ever again. You know, we like uh, uh, like my grandfather recently passed away and my grandmother is now on her own. Right. Um, They're at that age where like that's just kind of the natural thing. But uh, my wife asked me, she's like, you know, most of your family acts pretty tough but i could tell a lot of them were were ready to cry i'm like yeah it's kind of funny because the thing that 
comes to my mind when we were at the funeral wasn't necessarily my uncles because they still have their partner, they still have their kids, and they still have their mother. But if my grandparents were 50 years younger, I could understand that hardship and having to fight through that in their life, right? Sometimes there's certain things that are going to hit you right in the nuts. But you got to remember there's still people around you. If if you ever, like, are in such a bad position where you're like, I really want to go after something, you have to find that little spit of support that you still have. Sometimes it's literally right there. You know? And you my, were that for me. Good. Like, yeah, the, like, you were there during the hardest point of my life. And I'm sure that you've seen me change over the last few years oh, as yeah. well. As I kind and of I can stabilized. say I'm proud of that change. Yeah, so I'm grateful for you. I will say, though, um, I'm just realizing this. The more that we go on with this episode, I'm going to be totally real, totally mm-hmm. honest. I'm I'm realizing that I fucking suck at being grateful. <laughs> I think I'm we like all trying, do. I'm like trying really hard to be like, I know what I'm talking about on this episode. I'm just coming to realize, like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, in my <laughs> mind, logically, it makes sense for me to be like, turn a neutral into a positive. Like, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I fucking suck at doing that. Like, I am not good. Like, it's not that I'm not grateful. I'm like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I had a moment of like, I'm not really being authentic right now. Like, um, where it's like, it's not that I'm not grateful. Mm-hmm. It's just but that I it's, need to do better at turning those neutrals into positives because at this, there's like a part of me that is like very, uh, how do you say, like, um, I'm a superiority complex. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know the struggles that I've been through. I know the struggles that I've, I'm going through. And like that, I'm really proud of them. And the mm-hmm. pain that I've had in the past, I'm really proud of them in a sense that like I can deal with shit. My confidence and my ability to deal with shit is there. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, I think it's like twisting my reality in the sense that it's like I can I have a hard time imagining reality without like certain aspects of your current yeah, life. Yeah, I'm I'm like really I'm I'm I don't mean to end the episode like like this, but like, well, I'll say like I need this, to do man. better at being grateful. Well, I'll give you one challenge. Take the day and just be grateful for your wife and kids. I, I need to figure out like what it is. Yeah, like whether it's through prayer or through meditation. I mean, or I mean, just by I presence. Tell, and maybe I am grateful and I just don't, re- I don't know what it is, dude. Something about this entire episode feels really off. Maybe it's yeah. because I didn't get enough sleep. I can't fucking tell. But like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm not going to do yeah. for the rest of this episode, I can't handle pretending like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, conceptually maybe, but not like in practice. I need to be better about this. This is something that I need to think about over the weekend. Um, I need to be a lot more grateful and like, and not just say it, Yeah. but like to the point where it affects my heart. Well, I'll you know give you saying? I'll give you an example of what I did recently because I did not know how to respond to a situation I was in. Um, so like I said, my grandfather passed away and um, we were told by my older cousin, he was one of the eldest cousins in the family. Um, he's like, hey, we got a hall and we set up a mic and speaker and a little uh, photo reel. We're going to be feeding everybody, but we would like for everybody to share a memory that they have with their grandfather, their favorite memory. And uh, I felt really guilty because I couldn't. Not because I didn't want to or I was too scared to. It's that I didn't have a favorite memory. And uh, there was a part of me that was like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm honestly a real piece of shit for this. <laughs> like, holy shit, my, all my sisters have a favorite memory. Or, you know, to, my, to the best of my knowledge, you know. Um, shit, my older sister's favorite memory was that my grandfather used to make fun of her for the time she got stuck in between one of those like chairs. Have you ever seen like, they're not folding chairs, they're like beach chairs, but they have like the plastic rivets 
on it. They almost look like rubber bands that go across. So when you sit on it, they kind of like suspend a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got stuck in the middle of one when she was a kid. <laughs> and she's just like, he just, her favorite memory is like my grandfather just reminding her all the time. It's like, you remember that time you got stuck in a beach chair? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just like, damn. Like, and I told her flat out, I'm like, you know, that's one more than I have. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, you know, um, technically, um, by blood, I'm the outsider. I'm actually not uh, biologically from this side of the family. But I've never been treated as such. And that's what I ended up doing. And before I got up to the mic, my heart was like pounding because I'm like, I feel very selfish expressing this because it sounds like I'm making it about me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having to voice um, my my life experience and the fact that I don't have a memory with him, but um, it felt really, really selfish and egotistical because I did not know how to vocalize something in a way that didn't sound like it was about me. So when I got up to the mic, the only thing I could think of saying was like, you know, um, I don't have a memory with my grandfather, but what I do have is something that he gave me that I didn't realize until now, which is he gave me all the memories that I have with my aunts, uncles, and my cousins. I can tell you all the memories that I have with all my cousins. I can tell you all the memories I have with my aunts and uncles, but I don't have one with him. But what he did uh, give me is the ability to say that I'm part of this family without question, without ever being treated like I was in one of his grandchildren. And, um, you know, that's the thing I'm most grateful for here and now, like seeing all my cousins and everybody sharing their memories about each other. And then when I got uh, done with the speech, my cousin ran up and she's like, hey, I actually have a memory for you. Do you remember that time you ran through the glass door and had glass stuck in your forehead at his house? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I do have a memory with him. But it was one of those things where like, Sometimes we do take things for granted. That's why and you didn't have memories is because you, you <laughs> the lost glass all in my of forehead, them. Yeah, right? you lost all of them. But it was one of those things where it's like sometimes we really do take things for granted. And like when we're asked to like speak up on it, we feel a sense of guilt because like it almost feels disingenuous to say anything. Yeah. But part of the most genuine thing you can also say is like, you know what? I haven't realized it before now, but I can speak up now and I can do something now about it. Yeah, there's definitely the thing that I was talking about earlier is like kind of what you're saying. I was like, I'm definitely grateful in my mind about things. There are a few things that I'm like actually like to the core really grateful for. Yeah. So like time with my family, my wife and like the decision that I decided to marry her and not somebody else. Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for. The 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 fact that we had children, mm -hmm. the fact that um, the fact that she stuck together, it through with right, you yeah. even when you moved to LA. Yeah. That so was things, a difficult time. Things, things like that. I'm like really, there are like some things I'm like truly grateful for but there's a lot a lot of auxiliary things or secondary things that like I can say that I'm grateful for but in my mind I'm thinking like I'm not like it hasn't hit me to the core like there yeah. are times where like I will sit on the couch and I will look at my family playing my wife playing with my children mm -hmm. and I will just sit there and weep yeah and just like from gratitude I don't yeah. think I've done that like, and I, maybe that's not the point. Like, I shouldn't, like, sit there and weep about the fact that we've been able to move to California and do music. It's like, here. I have shoes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's possible or or if it's important to do that. I don't know. I don't think it's something that you have to do every day. I think that there's many times in my life where I just live completely selfishly and without regret of it. I think yeah. that you, 
owe it to yourself to also just acknowledge that some things are here now and just live in the moment. You don't have to be in a constant state of gratefulness. There's a, my mind is telling me right now, like my gut is telling me that I need to spend more time meditating. Mm-hmm. I need to spend more time um, giving thanks, even if it's just by, by words now, then eventually I think I'll start to recognize it. Um, you know what's one thing that... I, I th- <laughs> yeah, something needs to change, and I'm hoping that this Thanksgiving will will be a good reminder for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe this episode was a good thing. Maybe it's it's definitely triggered something in my mind. It's just well, two dudes. You did mention that the talking. podcast started off as a personal diary. That's true. As a record book. That's this, true. This that is, is just one another of the, entry. Yeah, just another entry. Anyway, this is turning into a long rant. Is there anything you also want to say, Lou? Uh yeah. Uh, really thankful to you and the podcast in general. Like realistically speaking, I know that you've mentioned like my support to you through tough times and everything but even now i don't think you like like i mentioned earlier in the episode like even in the times that i've wanted to quit i've stuck it through us and like an honor bound thing because it's even people like you and everybody on this podcast that literally give us our trust and everything that without it i don't have a reason to want to continue that's you true. know what I mean? Like, so everybody it, pressure Lou into being a yeah, good person. Yeah, just send, send me a, a DM, DM and be like, you better not fucking quit, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. It's just This episode was just uh, a couple of dudes uh, talking about what's on their minds. Yeah. Um, but I hope that, you know what, at the end of the day, this is some homework for everybody here, and this is some homework for myself. I'm going to commit to taking five to ten minutes um, for the next few days, especially into Thanksgiving, sitting on the bed, sitting on the couch, closing my eyes, and just meditating, thinking of the things that I'm grateful for, um, just trying to be present in the moment here. I'm gonna do that. I think that'll I think that'll help me quite a bit. Maybe that'll help anybody here as well. If you if you do feel like you're having a hard time being grateful for things, no matter how bad it is, there's always things to be grateful for. Um, I, I assume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Even no if it's the ball of it cereal is, this yeah. morning. Yeah, no matter how hard it is, things to be grateful for. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this week. I'm gonna work on taking control and really trying to put into practice what I said earlier in the episode, which is turning neutral into positives. I think I need to do a better job at that, honestly yeah. speaking. Um, so this has been a good reflective episode for myself. Hopefully, um. This will feel. This will make you feel something as well. So, on that note, thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, um, and uh, for all you Americans, happy Thanksgiving. And on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.